real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic Hits. RTE have released a trailer for the new investigation into a Dublin crash and in the short clip... The voiceover explains that they sent a reporter to work undercover in one of Dublin's crashes to expose serious failings in childcare services. Let's have a little listen to the trailer that they're running at the moment for this to give you an idea or a sense of it. RTE Investigates goes undercover to expose serious failings in care in one Dublin crash chain. This is a business. It's yeah. not a babysitting. It's not a one-to-one. Wall-to-wall crying, that distressed sort of ongoing crying, that is not what you'd expect in a well-run and happy crash. Are the authorities doing enough to protect your child? Whose needs are being met here? Certainly not the children's. It's appalling. RTE investigates crashes behind closed doors. RTE 1, Wednesday 9.35. Well, you heard in the clip at one stage from the staff member shouting in the crash, this is a business and not a babysitting. I mean, for God's sake, that's what a crash actually is. Is a babysitting service while you're at work or whether you're not available to look after your children. And throughout the short clip, a number of young children can be heard constantly crying. Now, this is, of course, one chain, one particular chain. And Orchie will obviously enlighten you as to which chain it is. Um, when they run the programme. And a woman shown in the footage gives her damning verdict when she asks whose needs are actually being met here. Certainly not the children. Now, in 2013, uh, Orty also caused a sensation when they went behind the scenes at three crashes in Wicklow in Dublin. And the acclaimed A Breach of Trust programme showed staff ignoring children, in one case, cursing at crying infants. I mean, this is the second time crashes have been put under a spotlight for not giving the appropriate care to children. Now, I understand children can be difficult to deal with. We've all, well, most of us have had children. And when they're young, yes, you can lose the head. You have frustrations. But these are trained people and you're trusting them with your children. So you don't expect them to get frustrated. You expect them to be trained to deal with children and babies. So I want to talk about crashes today. And do you trust them? Uh, We received a message from someone about this particular documentary and it says, Hi now, this is a worthy and very important topic of discussion for your show. As someone who previously worked in a crash, I think it is time that parents reconsider their childcare needs. I left this line of business when I saw how children were being treated on an ongoing basis. I am now a private childminder as I couldn't in good faith work in a crash ever again. I am really glad this has been highlighted and it is good to see our licence fee being used wisely. However... I don't think this will make parents take their children out of crashes and it will sadly be forgotten in a couple of days. I would urge all parents to take their children out of crashes and get a childminder instead. I am sure there are good crashes out there but I think children, especially under the age of three, need one-to-one care and not a room with 20 other children. Please talk about this. Parents need to be made aware. I can't come on your show. Uh, that's, to be honest with you, quite logical. If you ha- I would have the same opinion probably. How could, you, how could your child get the love and the attention and the guidance at the age of three in a room with 20 other children? I mean, is this woman right? Do you think it is bad parenting, for example, is what she's suggesting, to put your child in a crash in the first place? I mean, I want to stress that there are some good crashes out there. Obviously, there has to be. I mean, very good crashes. And that's just because we have had these exposés doesn't mean they're all bad. But maybe you don't agree with putting children in, in childcare. But to be fair, some parents believe they have no choice. Uh, They have to because they both have to work. And something that's happened over the last 20 years, which we haven't really, when I say we haven't noticed, 
this is all for economical reasons and financial reasons. We have encouraged, encouraged women to get back to work. I'm not saying that's a bad thing. We have encouraged women to take up careers. I'm not saying that's a bad thing. It's a wonderful thing. But we've forgotten about the family. And this has kind of slowly happened over 20 years with the liberalism of society. And it's wonderful that both people, both parents can have a career. But we're forgetting something very important. To raise a child needs a parent. And if you can't be in the home, or one of you can't be in the home for the first five or six years of a child's life, I don't think it's good parenting, personally speaking. I know you want to give them a holiday. You want to have two cars. You want to be able to afford the luxuries in life. And yes, life has probably become a little bit more expensive, but it can be cheaper if you want it to be. So the question I want to ask you is, would you be cautious about putting your child into a creche? Now, we've had two programmes, and this person's right. In four or five days, it'll be all forgotten about. And even the creche that's concerned in this particular programme will have kids in it the following morning. Uh, Keith, you're in Classic Kids. How are you doing, Keith? I know. Uh, Keith, I mean, would you put your child in a creche? Yes. Yeah. I have two in, at the creche, in the creche at the moment. Okay. Now, my view would be that the creche that we have our kids in, now, it's not a Dublin creche. Like, we live out, out of county. So, um... Our crash is it's small, but it's busy. Um, the girls are fantastic. It's like a family. They all look after each other. Um, when you're there. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not suggesting Keith is anything untoward going on. See, I could pop in any stage um, randomly, and nothing's unusual, nothing is extraordinary. As soon as something happens, they're straight to tell you. Mm. They, they won't hold anything back. So... My three and four year old are in there at the moment, and they repeat everything. I have, a, I, have a, I have a teenage daughter, and she would curse and this around the house. You know, do I? She's just grown up, and I, I try to tell her to stop cursing, stop swearing, and all that. But it, the little ones pick up on it. They copy everything. So no matter what, you know, goes on the crash, they're going to come home and say it. They're just clever. Now, not only that, my wife was in childcare. And she is the highest level in childcare that you can get. Now, there are some places that I have to admit, okay, that's down to the individuals, the way they're running. They shouldn't be there. They should be removed from that job. They shouldn't be there in the first place. Where they guard of that is. Have they got kids of their own? There seems to be a lot of problems. Every time, I mean, obviously RT can only do this so many times, but any time they've investigated a care home for the elderly or for children, uh, which are both, they're kind of the same thing because they are vulnerable, right? Uh, We've always seen a problem. So clearly there's a big problem when it's somebody else looking after your kids. And I'm not saying they don't care, but they don't care as much as you do. No, I get that. It is a job. Yeah. Now, I put care into my job. And so... I have people calling me back to do more work for them. They pass my name, they pass my number because I'm good at it. I just purely go and do my job and I make everyone happy. Now, I like to think the fact that they're doing the same, that they're making the kids happy and they're making us happy. Everyone's doing their job. And they're do, do, you have to to do. Le- do you have to leave your children in childcare? I mean, uh, it's just, no. I, I'm just curious. No, we don't. No. Well, why, well, why do you do it? Um, it's, it's for their development. Because they're I don't, I don't, I don't buy, I don't buy that with the greatest respect. Well, see, I believe their they're development not, would do a lot better if you, see, if you or your missus were at home looking after them. I know, right? They're not going in to play jigsaws and play games. They're going in to learn. 
And could you, you know, not they're, do? They're, can you not do that, or could your your missus, who you just was saying, I, who's brilliant I, in childcare, could she not do well, that? Well, my well, my missus is a carer because I have a, one of my children is disabled. So my my wife is a full time carer for that child, mm-hmm. and I've had to set up my own business. So I work thirteen, fourteen hours per day, six days a week, to try and yeah. establish my business. So the only way for us to kind of get so our, your wife is working oh, as a carer from home. She has to, yeah. Okay. But she can't. She can't you, dedicate all that time to a three and a four year old, which is not fair. So we allow three hours of our day for the kids to go to crash to do the. Okay. Um, to pick up that bit of education and then to say, right, they had other interaction with other kids. So when they go into the next level school, which is September, is the four-year-old, he's going mm. into the next school. Now he is going in with some of his friends and he's just... Yeah, see, I, remember, I, ma- I mentioned the start keep when my oldest son, he's 23 now, but when he was that age, we put him into a Montessori at two and a half or three or whatever it was, yeah. right? And I remember going to collect him one day and he was only in it for about four months, but I remember going to collect him and I saw this the woman pulling his coat onto him because I could see through the window and she yeah. didn't see me. And she was rough. I mean, really rough with him. And yeah, I went no, in and I said, what that. do you think you're doing? I said, oh, I'm very sorry about that. I didn't know you were there. And I went, so what? Like, if you knew I was there, you'd treat him differently than you know when I'm not there. And I took him out and I never brought him back again. And I said, well, I, that, I, well, that's brilliant that you caught that. Now, you're able to put a stop to that. Now, she hopefully never done that again to another child because she got She probably price. was. She's probably doing it well, every day. Well, she could, she could but yeah. again, you can't, you can't just say that because she could have realised that that could have been her job gone. That could have been her okay. livelihood gone. And then now she's like thinking in the back of her head, how am I going to do it again? I'm going to treat the kids different when I'm doing this. I'm going to change my ways. You got to you got to think of for a sec. You got to give people the second chance. You know, people got to get to a boiling point, and unfortunately, a child is the easiest, the easiest thing to take um, aggression out on because they're innocent and they're small. And um, well, they're vulnerable as well. But stay there for a second, Keith. I want to go to Bernie as well because Bernie, you're on classic kids. How you doing, Bernie? I'm Grant. Night. How are you today? Good. Welcome back. Uh, thanks very much, Bernie. Um, your daughter's working a crash. Both of them do, yeah. Um, okay. One daughter has children herself, and unfortunately, and her, her partner's in a really good job in the army, and they couldn't get a mortgage last year without her being proven that she was at work. So she had to leave her three children herself and go and get a job, and she got a job in the crash cleaning and cooking. And my other daughter is highly trained as a childcare worker, and she's been in crash. Been so a, she, she got a, the first girl got a job just to have the title of working so she could get her mortgage. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, and she does an excellent job. She's a really good mother and, um, you know, she's very good experience. Um, my other daughter has been doing childcare since she was 22 and she's in her 30s now and she's very good. She, she you know, she looked after children in their own home and then she joined a creche. And uh, the creche, it's a small, small country-based creche in, just outside the city and it is um, very well run and it's a very good family orientated when I've gone well, there. See, everybody's myself. telling me, and I'm not doubting you for a minute, Bernie, by the way, about your daughter. No, right? I know but but everybody's telling me, oh, this is very well run. My kid goes to one's very well run. How can RT so easily do two programmes and in both programmes find failings, serious failings? But you can find failings in everything. Like you can find failings in nursing homes. You can find failings in hospitals and the you services shouldn't. provided. You shouldn't. You shouldn't be able to. I appreciate that. You shouldn't be able to. But unfortunately, that's the way of the world. You can find uh, discrepancies in uh, restaurant areas. But children are our precious commodities. They are our lives. And it's unfortunate that, unfortunately, today, the government don't seem to give them any, you know, credence at all. They just get the two parents at work and they don't give them any, you know, there's no ability to try and job share. If you're, you know, if you're, 
in an ordinary everyday job. There's no place for you to bring your children to work with you, like which would be ideal. Yeah, but I, I said, I, but what I said for the start of the show, and I'm sorry, I'm conscious I have to go to a break. Before I go to break, have we not noticed over the last fifteen or twenty years what we're actually doing? What we're doing is we're we're eroding the family unit as such, and you know, and with respect, uh, you know, to Keith who was on there at the start and is still there, by the way. You know, I understand the situation he's in is slightly different where he has a child that's disabled and his wife obviously has to spend a lot of time with that child. And it not only gives yeah. her a little bit of a break, but it also gives her the time that she can dedicate to that child. And I understand why he has to do that. But in most circumstances, it's unnecessary to put a child into a creche. It's but, really but, unnecessary in many cases. But I mean, there is a lot of, uh, you know, expense, unfortunately, on parents and families and mortgages and things today. Now, I mean, but, but it's for selfish reasons. I'm sorry. In a lot, I'm not saying in all cases, but for many, it's for selfish reasons. It's because, and obviously, over the last you know twenty years, we've encouraged women to get to work. I have no problem with that and have careers, and that's great, right? But one parent could stay at home; they could sacrifice, and one parent could stay at home for the first four or five years of formative years of a child's life. But for selfish reasons, we decide we want a career and we want a child. Well, that trend, you see, that was around in my time in the 80s. I mean, one of us stayed at home and the other one worked. Yeah. And, um, and it worked. And it worked fine. And, like, you know, hopefully they were well adjusted. And, you and know, we could still do it nowadays. But apparently a and lot of couples need... could do it nowadays if they really put their heart to it and wanted to do it. Yeah, you see, this is it. We didn't have two cars. Sometimes we didn't even have a car. Do you know, we, our, our needs were different. Our expectations were different. I think there are different expectations there. Something has changed. Say there, Bernie, for a second, if you can. Let me go to Maeve. Maeve, you're in Classic Kids. How are you doing, Maeve? Hi, how are things? Uh, Maeve, I, I know I've taken a slightly different slant on it there, but getting back to creches, I mean, this, this is the second time now. You know, clearly there's a problem. Uh, it's very worrying, yeah. Um, but one of the previous callers there was saying not every creche is like that. Mm-hmm. Well, um, not, every, have, not every creche, no. oh, yeah, it would be like that, no. No, um, I mean, I'm faced with a really no choice but to use a creche because uh, nobody wants to take three children uh, full time as a childminder and the expense of that alone is more than the creche would charge. Okay, so you're going to, and how old are the children? Um, Well, she's just four, two and he's a baby, the third one he's due to go into creche shortly. And uh, sorry, if you don't mind me asking, and if it's a personal question, you don't have to answer, but are you, are you married or what's your your personal situation? Yeah. Have you got a partner? Yeah, married, a normal sort of double income family, mm-hmm. not just an average, um, but we fall under, we don't receive any help towards childcare because um, I don't know if this new child benefit scheme will help us in October. You'd hope so, mm-hmm. but yeah, but maybe the government um, could do a little bit more to help people too. That would that like would when help. I go back to work now, um, my whole net pay will be the crash and fuel for my car, and I've nothing left. Then what's the what's the point? Well, the thing is, okay, I could stay at home, or my husband could stay at home, but we couldn't survive on. One salary. But you just said. But you just said your whole salary will go on childcare costs. Yeah. No. Okay. Yeah. That's true. So what's my, the point? My. Yeah. Well, no. I suppose I went to college. Um, I'm a professional. Uh, I went to university twice over to get where I am today and to give it all up for a few years. I could do that if I if I wanted to, but. 
I'm not suggesting a woman should be the one to do that because that would be extremely sexist of me to suggest that. And, and it should be either, when I, and I'm going to stress this again, either parent. But if it's not viable to go to work because it would cost that, you know, for childcare, I don't yeah, see the I, reason the for bigger, it. The bigger picture that for me is it's a few years until they go to school um, that it's so expensive like this um, um, where I can keep my pensionable job and whatnot. Mm. And can you not, because it's a pensionable job, is it a, uh, as public, or private, or public sector job? It's public sector can job, you not, yeah. Could, could you take a career break? Um, I, I could if I looked for it, but I, I'm not, I haven't been at that stage yet because I've kind of been off on maternity. Mm. Coming and going kind of thing for the last... Cause we're just at the See, point I, mean, I know, I know you might think I sound really mean, Maeve, and I, don't mean to, and I don't mean to offend you or upset you by saying it, but I believe when we have... We've changed how we think in relation to this. When we have children, we have to kind of look at the affordability of children because they do cost money, there's no doubt about it. And, well, you know, I thought, yeah, the, well, the other side of that is when you're in school and you're in kind of school to go on to university and to make something of yourself, mm-hmm. you don't think of children and the cost of children. And then you end up in this should. situation... But we should, should, and not just for women, for men as well, okay? Because men are part of a relationship to produce children too. So we should think about it. And we should be thinking to ourselves, if I have a child, I'm going to have to be able to either afford it or stay at home and look after it. But that's like saying, well, I I have two children now. Will I have a third or not because it changes what vehicle I need? I mean, you could argue that argument You do have to think about that. But I mean, when, when you have a third child or a fourth child or a fifth child, whatever you want to have yourself... You do have to sit down with your partner and say, can we afford it? It is, well, we know, a, it is a consideration. We, we know we couldn't afford another one. Like, we know that. Um, but y- you can't. But by your own admission, everything you earn is going to go to pay for the childcare for the three children. Yeah, I know. And that's so the me, reality of these few years. And then it changes again. Well, then, to me, apart from your need to want to continue your career, and I, and I understand that. Well, do I give up my career that I've worked so hard for and put so much money into myself to get to this point and the stresses and emotional stress and the family and the whole lot of that? Do I give all of that up in just like that for until the first child starts school when my fees start to reduce? It was my decision to have my three children quite close together. When you say, do you give it up? Can you take a break from it is the point. And, not, and, and again, I don't want to make it look like from an audience point of view or a listener point of view that I'm having to go with you because you're female. I mean, equally, if your husband was on the air telling me the same thing, I would say the same thing to him. That in, in, if I was in your circumstance and it was costing me that much money to put no, my child I, I in, do, like, I, I think consider, I would say no. And I did consider taking a crew break for a little while and... Mm. And then before I decided to go down that road, I went and I looked at um, the, you know, what you need for full service and your pension and whatnot. And that would push me up to near 70 before I could retire if I chose to take a break now. And they're all things you need to consider. Maeve, you're on Classic Kids. How are you doing, Maeve? Hi, Niall. How are you doing? Welcome back. Thanks very much. Maeve, I could be completely off the mark here now and, you know, I'm putting a different value on children. Maybe not, I'm not saying my value is better than anybody else, but a different type of value on children. Am I wrong? Well, I I don't think you are wrong. I I would actually agree with a lot of what you're saying. And I I think the other Maeve story kind of highlighted what a lot of women are being told they're supposed to do. We're told... We're supposed to go to college, do the best course we can, get the best job we can, have the best career we can, then at exactly the right time have 
just the right amount of kids and be able to give them everything and be the best mother and the best worker and have the best career. And it's really difficult to do all of those things. Well, it's, but, kind of, it's kind of almost impossible, isn't it? Yeah, and, and you have to make choices and you have to decide where you're going to prioritise things. And, and for some people, I mean, they, they really are, you know, they might be concerned that they might lose out in their job or their career. And there might be reasons why they do need to put their kids into childcare. They do need to take that time out of work. But for a lot of people, I think it's the fear of what other people might say or it's feeling like there is no other way of living. There is no other way of, we've of doing things. We've, we've almost demonised stay-at-home mums. As being some sort of lazy people, and I don't believe that's the case at all. Yeah, well, I can tell you, I, I'm, I'm not a mom. I'm an auntie, and I've lots of friends with kids. And I'll tell you, taking care of kids for a day is, you know, it's, it's, it's not an very easy task. In a very no. different way to a day at the office, but it's very intense. And I, I suppose I've probably done something a little bit um, similar to what you're talking about in that I've made different choices for my life than what the norm is. So I went to college. As I suppose, I got a job, have a career, doing all those things. But I wanted to do other things in my life that working full time in a busy career wasn't allowing me to do. So I had to make some choices. So I'm now working part-time to give me time to do the other things that I want to do. But that has costs. So, you know, I'm obviously earning less money, so I have to live somewhere maybe different than I would. I don't have a house at this stage. I would love to. I maybe will one day. But, you know, I've made choices so that I can arrange my life the way I want to. But it does mean that I can't do some of the other things I'd like to do that maybe some of my friends are doing. And I think that that's something we do have to kind of make those choices and decide what way we but want to But this has slowly creeped in over the last 20 years, this idea of both parents working. Now, there, there was always situations where both parents were working. I mean, don't get me wrong. But, and, and again, I don't want to come across as being sexist because it should be either man, man or woman who stays at home, whichever seems to have, the, you know, is earning less probably or has less prospects in their career. But I mean, I think it's, it's important that if it's a viable option, that a parent should stay at home. But in relation... Yeah, but Niall, can I just go- say as well on that, because I think you mentioned the Solace survey, and I think that was women who weren't in the workplace, who, you know, who most of them wanted to stay out of the work, because, they, you know, most likely they were doing caring either for their children or their parents. But there was another survey recently as well. So that survey was showing a lot of women actually don't necessarily want to be working full-time, which is what the government is telling us we should do. But there was another survey that looked at what kind of childcare parents actually wanted. And crushes were at the bottom of the list. I mean, parents either wanted maybe to be able to work part-time. More women than men wanted the option to work part-time. But then they wanted maybe to have, you know, their kids with a childminder or a family member. And the very bottom of the list was the creche. And creches are the only things that the government are really pushing. And that was the point I really wanted to make now. We mm. can talk about these things. We can complain about these things. We can give out about these things. The same with John Wall earlier. We'll hear them and we'll be outraged at what we're supposed to be outraged for a day or two. But what are we actually doing about it? What are we actually doing other than complaining? We have to actually do something. And, and I would say this on any topic. It's not enough to just stand back because the government will only do what they think people want them to do. So until we demand better, things will continue to get worse. And I think as Irish people, we need to stop just complaining or even just ignoring, putting our head in the sand and going, oh, sure, it's going to happen anyway. Or sure, somebody will sort it out. They won't sort things out until we make it an issue for the government. So while you mightn't have time to go campaigning about something, at least send an email to your local TD when you have a problem at the hospital. Send an email to your government to say, look, I want to stay at home with my kids. I don't want the money to subsidise childcare in a creche. I want money to subsidise me staying at home. Ask, tell the government what you want. They won't change until you ask them for something. Okay, in relation to you know this Primetime Investigates programme, are you surprised by the fact that children maybe are not getting the best care that they should in many creches around the country? I, I think you'd have to 
you know, any investigation, you can investigate, you know, it depends on where you investigate. So it would be hard to tell with just one investigation. I think, that- I, I think if we had a hidden camera in nearly 90% of um, probably all crashes in this country, I think you will find... Uh, failings and I think you will find serious failings that wouldn't happen in the home if you as a parent be it a mum or a dad you know where we're looking yeah, at I, I think if, if there are serious issues like the ones that are highlighted it probably indicates there are issues in a number of places and it would be worth investigating to see how widespread the issue is but but we, we, what I'm saying is, it'd be, I mean, we shout at our own children um, when they're young, when they do something wrong. It would be quite naive us to believe that carers in homes sometimes don't lose the rag every now and again. So it does happen in crashes. So I don't know why we're so surprised. Now, they shouldn't obviously be beating children. And I don't think that is the case, by the way, here on this particular Primetime Investigates programme, although it was the case in the last one, where there was certainly um, children who were being ignored and neglected. But, I, you know, I think we're naive to think that they're being treated in some sort of wonderful way and wrapped up in cotton wool when we leave them off there for five or six hours every day. But Niall, I'm afraid, um, those, the girls who are looking after the children, I can only speak for the people I've dealt with myself personally, and they always have been exceptionally kind and caring. They're obviously not the parent. They're never going to be that parent. But they do the best with the skills that they've learned and, and experienced over the years. But Maeve is a good point. Why are we focusing on it? Why are we saying, well, sure, you know, let the government figure out some childcare, how we can, you know, I don't know, get some childcare costs. I mean, we should be looking at something else. So another way of doing this. And I think she's completely right in everything she said there. And, you know, we can, we we, we all talk, but we never do anything. Okay, why are we, why are we looking at the fact of why it costs a double income to run a home? I mean, that's, that's the biggest problem here, isn't it? That, you know, that we have more needs and wants now than we did 30 years ago. So why? And if we do, what can we do about that? Yeah, because now the majority of the parents want to be able to mind their own children to some, to more of an extent than they do, whether it's full-time or part-time. But if that's what the majority of people say they want in a survey why don't the government hear that why don't they respond to that why don't we actually tell the government that why do we only say it in a survey but and, and here's, I, here's, here's the question any parent who wants that write to your TV okay. tell them am I, am I wrong to say Maeve that if you have a child or children and you go back to work and it's not even viable for you to do that because the childcare costs involved but you're just doing it because you want a career for that particular time. Now, I'm not saying for the rest of the child's life, but certainly for the first four or five years until the child goes to school. Is that selfish of you to do that? To want to have a child, but then to put the child in a crash from nine in the morning until six in the afternoon or so, whatever it happens I, I think selfish is a really loaded word to use, Niall, because most parents are trying to do the very best they can for their children and they're trying to make the best choices. And what a lot of women have been told and men and families have been told is the best you can do is give them the best things. And the only way to give them the best things is to earn as much money as you can. So that's what a lot but, of people but, have been told. But, 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 but hang on, said, there's, more, there's more in life than getting a child a PlayStation at four or five years of age or, or they're bringing a child away on holidays to Spain, you know, when you can have a cheaper holiday. A child would embrace, you know, you as a parent being there, being part of their lives but, yeah. and love and everything else more than it would, you know, the, the holidays yeah, in Spain. No, I, I completely agree with that. And that, that's, but my point is that that's not what people have been told. So if people have been fed a steady diet of this is what you have to do in life to succeed and to be a good parent is to give your children things, then that, it's unfair to call parents selfish when they respond to what they've been told they should be doing. And I think we need to start changing the narrative rather than saying it's selfish. I, I mean, personally, I don't have children, but I, I was always thinking during my career, OK, if I did have children, how could I do this in such a way that I could still maybe work if I needed to or wanted to, but could also spend time with my children and find a way to balance that? And I think that's a conversation we should be having rather than putting blame on parents for being selfish. When they're doing the best they can, 
doing what everyone around them is doing and what they're told they should be doing by the government and media a lot of the time, why can't we look at how can we make it better? How can we find more balanced ways of working? How can we destigmatize someone staying at home with their children, taking a career break, make it easier for women to come back after a few years out. That's okay, well, Helena, by the way, has sent me a message. Helena is actually getting involved in the show now. All she's sure to do <laughs> is texting in. She says, what about single parents? Uh, Helena, hold on for a second. Just say it yourself. Hang on. Sending me bloody texts. Sorry, Helena. Helena, just say it yourself. Don't be sending me texts. I'm just saying. You're not a listener. <laughs> I practically am. Um, what I'm just saying to you is that we've often done shows where we talk about benefits or social welfare and single parents. Um, what about those? Should they not work? Should, should they stay at home with their kids? Because you've often said yourself, sir, get out of work. <laughs> you don't have to call me sir, okay? But what you're saying is I'm being a bit of a hypocrite, essentially. As I didn't use that word. Do you use that word? But no, all I'm saying no is I, under, I understand the point you're making. But the point is you still have what we're talking about there is social benefits and the state paying for it. Whereas if you've got a, a family with a double income, if one person can stay at home and not have an income, the other person is actually obviously paying for it and not the state. No, I, I think we should be paying for it. I mean, I, I don't have children, but I am very happy for my taxes to go towards parents being able to stay home a little bit more with their children. Well, we do have a family. Yeah, yeah but we do are... we do assist in that by having a family income supplement. It's not called that anymore. So we do assist when parents or one parent is working on a low wage. We do assist, or the state does assist, by, you know, bumping up their wages a little bit, you know, based on how many children you actually have. But the fact that the government is not prioritising family-friendly policies, they're prioritising getting as many women working as possible. And they celebrate it. They say, we've reached 50%, we've reached 60%, whatever the numbers are. That's what they celebrate. They're not celebrating family time. They're not celebrating putting children's needs first at all. Okay, but stay there for a second because I want to go to Donal as well. Donal, you're on Classic Hits and the conversation has turned into something a little bit different, Donal. But we did start talking about this Primetime Investigates programme, which once again shows failings and crashes. Well, first of all, I'm not a bit surprised with the Primetime programme. And people need to cop on. And that lady needs to cop on as well. First of all, she said that people are being told to live their life like this. Or do you stupid person would be told how to live their life? Now, this, the second point I want to make is your most prized possession you throw into a system where most of the staff are on minimum wage. Therefore, when you're on minimum wage, believe me, you're not going to care about your job the same as a person who's there on a There are many wage. who do care, in fair, fair There is many that do, that do care. But what I, said, what I said was many of them are on minimum wage. And the facts will tell you, when you pay peanuts, you're going to get monkeys. It's as simple as that. And people are selfish. You, if, you, if you have a job and a career, and then you go away and you say, and not just women, women and men, and you chose to have a child, it's your responsibility to look after that child. Not throw them into a crash, a crash in, their, in their pajamas in the morning and pick them up in the evening and don't see them from Monday to Friday. That's what's going on. It's selfishness. No other word for it. No other word for it. Pure and utter selfishness. A woman or a man, one parent should stay at home and mind the child and be rewarded for that. And that's one thing that Bertie Aaron wanted to do in this country, was reward a parent for staying at home. He did suggest, uh, yes, yeah, paying a stay-at-home not, parent. Not throwing them into baby factories, because that's exactly what a lot of creches are. That's exactly what they are, and nothing else. And it's pure selfish. And, and as I said, your most prized possession. Your most prized possession. You'll throw them into a place where people are on minimum wage. To look after your most prized position. Come on. Maeve, I mean, you know, I, I'm, I'm kind of tending to agree with a lot of what Donald is saying. I mean, maybe we're not valuing children. I'm not saying uh, it would be unfair of me to say that people don't value their children. Most people do. But we're not valuing them the same way as we would have 20, 30 but years I, ago. But I, I, I completely agree with that. All I'm saying is I don't think calling people selfish is the way to go about changing it. I think. But you're selfish. 
But you, you're your choice. choice. You, you, you make a choice to crash or, or mind your child at home. That's your choice. And if you but, chose but, to crash, that's selfish. Feel, a lot of people feel that they don't have that choice. A lot of people feel under Well, they're under stupid pressure. people, so. Well, they're but, stupid but, people, so. Then you're calling half the country stupid because the majority oh, yeah, of parents of course, children I have no problem saying that. I have no problem calling the country stupid. I can well, call I, maybe two thirds of the country stupid. It's more productive to propose solutions. <laughs> and I, I do no. think I would, I would fully, as somebody without children, I would love if more of my taxes were going to help parents mind their own children at home if that was what they were choosing it's to do. Well, well, I, well, hang on, sorry, Bernie wanted to say something there to Donald. Yeah, but, I mean, Donald, it's, it's not, it, they're not being selfish. Unfortunately, there's no choice. The government are not listening they have to the house. You have a choice. You have a choice to stay at home and mind your child. Donna, my, Everybody my, has my, that my, choice. My, my, well, you have a choice to have children too, if you want to. Yeah, yeah my daughter has yes. children. She's happy to stay at home with them. But unfortunately, when she went to apply for a mortgage, even though they had the savings, they weren't allowed unless she should produce something to say she was working. Well, then she should, then she should have the children. Simple oh. as that. Oh. She not mind the children. She had no. She thought to get a mortgage on one person. Listen, Sorry, like when you have a child, when you have a child, it's your responsibility, not the not the state. But unfortunately, the government wouldn't let her get a mortgage because she had nowhere she needed to build a house and buy a house. You're not listening to me. It's not the government's responsibility. It's her responsibility. She had the child. But she wanted to provide a home. For yeah, but, yeah, but, but I, I suppose the point that she made and, and what Helena said to me as well during the break as well, Donald, that... You know, in our day, it was, you know, you had one income, you could probably get a mortgage, you know, but but, nowadays it is a lot more difficult. There's a lot more, because of, particularly because of the crash that happened in 2009, banks are a lot more cautious about giving out mortgages. When you were brought up and I was brought up, people cut their cloth. Now it's career job because we have to have two cars, we have to keep up with the Joneses, we have to go to... to In order to do that, I throw my child into a baby factory every week. That's what's going on. And, and don't sugarcoat it with anything else. That's exactly what's going on. There's women and men choosing their careers over their children. I, 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 mean, I mean, Maeve and, and Bernie, I will say, I will agree with Donald in one respect, that if you have a situation where, and not every situation is the same, there are many people out there who struggle. I'm not denying that for a That's minute. Right. Okay, and both parents have to work. Or maybe after they had the children, you know, one lost their job, but did got a different job that doesn't pay as much, and they both have to go out to work. I understand there's different circumstances, right? But when you've got a situation where somebody has a baby and it's not viable for them to go back to work because the money that they would get in work would only cover the childcare costs, why would you want to go back to work? And I, I've asked a lot of people this question because I, it's a question I ask people all the time because I think it's really valid. But the answer I get often is that, well, if I was out of the workplace for five years or six years, then I don't know if I'd be able to get back but that's in. A, but and that's the choice you made when you had a child. No, I, I know I understand that, but I think it's it's a really good question to ask, and and it's where a lot of people are at because. As and again, women, and again, I, I say this with caution that it's not just women I'm talking about. I'm talking about men. Obviously, the narrative over the last twenty years has been to push women into the workplace, and that's yeah. fine. But well, you know, for either parent to stay at home. Yeah, but we and we do, and I agree with Donald actually in, in an awful lot of what he's saying because I'm doing what he's saying is that I'm cutting my cloth to suit my measure. I want to be able to prioritize doing certain things with my time rather than working full time. So I am choosing to have a lower standard of living than I otherwise might. So I'm choosing that. But it took me a long time of, you know, going to college, doing what I was supposed to do, working 
and you know working all the hours that, that are there because you think that's what you're supposed to do and then you wake up one day and think what am I doing but so many parents now are so busy with their kids in creches or childcare and trying to work and keep the house going and get their kids to all these activities they're supposed to do with them there's, there's a lot of pressure there's a lot of social pressure to do a lot of these things a lot of parents don't even take that step out to think about it because it's not an option that's presented and since I- sorry Donald no, no, I was, actually, I was commenting on a helicopter going into the regional hospital. That's what I was talking about. I was trying to say now, just one, one other point I want to make. Like, since he, I, get, he gets easily distracted, Nate. <laughs> he, he really but does. Since, since I work part-time, I have had a lot of people say to me, because they're looking at me going, oh, so you know, you're having kids. I was like, no, I'm not. I don't have kids, but I want to do other things with my time, then full-time work. And it has started other people thinking, I know other people who've seen, oh, you know, there are but our va- yeah, but our things. values are different now, you know, and, and what I've noticed, Maeve, is over the last 20 or 30 years, again, and I, and I mentioned there is this push, obviously, to get women back into careers. Actually, Leo Varadkar is sending off a citizens' assembly uh, over the next six months to look at how we can equalise it more for men and women. Assembly about sorting out healthcare. Yeah, yeah, well, the citizens' assembly, he said they've been successful in the past, personally speaking, I don't believe they have been, right? No. Uh, but I'm, I don't know what they're going to come he's, he's talking about the gender pay gap. We can talk about that another day. I believe that's a complete and total other myth. Um, women and men make different choices in life. Now, the point is that he's going to send them off to come up with some sort of plan as to how we can get more women into the workplace, right? But that suits the government. Yeah. It, it doesn't suit everybody else. It suits the government because, as you rightly said, we should be looking at other ways to deal with the problem rather than women getting back to work or more women getting back to work who maybe don't want to because a lot of them don't want to, um, who, you know, who don't want to go back to work so they can actually afford to look after their children. Yep, I think we should be looking at better ways of more flexible working, part-time working. Well, now, that was brought up in Parliament in the UK during the week. They want to bring in this thing called Flexi Time for Women, um, whereby they, their employers would be obliged to allow them to come in, say, an hour late and go home an hour early or whatever and all the sorts of things like that. But you can't, empl- you can't expect employers to, to just kind of pander to everything. I mean, they can't. You just, I, no, yeah, well, you can't. But, but hang on, I, I'm going to go my overtime and I want to get to Seamus as well just before I go into the break. Seamus, you're on Classic Hits. How are you doing? Thanks. Good. Seamus, um, you believe parents are being bled to death with taxes? Bled, bled to death. I've listened to a couple of opinions there now, and it's funny, um, just before I go on, right, there's an Irish actor, I can't think of his name, he's not a, a big, he's not a well-known actor, he's probably a local Irish actor. He was on the Late Late Show there a few months back, or was something last year, blazing the, um, the government um, about their policies and the way they're running things at the moment, or ruling us, should I say. They're not actually creating anything, they're creating more problems. They have everybody looking at each other, um, basically sizing up the problems, blaming the other person or the other cohort of society when the root of the problem is really the government. Well, yeah, divide and conquer was always the oh, way, is it? Absolutely, yeah. yeah. There's no, no leaders, there's just rulers. And that Twitter queen, Leo, like, <laughs> how he can remain in power beyond the next election. I so, have no idea. Will, that will be a reflection on Irish people themselves. We, I, I, you know, I personally believe we will ba- look back at Leo Varadkar and wonder what the hell were we thinking yeah. to allow that kind of carry on to continue. When they're in there, uh, when, they, when they're actually uh, getting painting ready in the doll, uh, up around the doll chamber there, along with the, uh, our predecessors, I, I think tourists will walk in and just kind of snigger to themselves. I think, like, what, what if the Irish people don't there? That was an awful mistake. And he was only there by default. He wasn't elected by the people. No, he was elected by his own party. Yeah, his well, own party, yeah. I, I, And I don't think he would have been. Well, the, maybe the maybe he would have been elected by the people, not, but there's certain liberals out there would have elected him. He's a ruler. He's not a leader. It's, 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 well, he seems to be very much focused on his own needs and what he yeah, believes. We, yeah, yeah, in a few years' time, he'll be in Europe and we'll be all... It's just a joke, really, at the end yeah. of the day. But look, 
Get it, so getting back to what we're talking about, yeah. I mean, you, this program is, again, pointing out there's failings in the childcare system. Look, they pointed yeah. out failings in caring for elderly, which are the two most vulnerable in society. Uh, but they will never be looked after as well as you or I will look after our own children. So what's the answer for parents? Uh, well, the, the government needs to change their policies. They're just, they, they, at the, at, as it stands, people seem to forget. Well, they don't really forget. But they try to push it to the back of their minds. As it stands, the system and the way it works at the moment it's all driven to increase GDP in order to pay back the IMF debt, which will go on for a number of years. And at the, well, it's all the driven to get as many people working as possible. That's it. Yeah, but yeah. It's, it's all stats, but like they're bleeding people dry. I mean, if you're going to do this to people, if you look at the Scandinavian way, it makes it look like a joke anyway. Mm-hmm. But if you want to push these policies through and get people back to the workplace, you have to cater for the problem. You can't go and build as that, oh, that idiot Owen Murphy uh, proposed. What is the... the uh, Oh, the little uh, houses, yeah, the little apartments, yeah. Well, I think I think I think they were only for. I think to be honest with you, Seamus, they were more for students, weren't they? They were more for students. He was right. I mean, no, the students years ago dealt with bedsits and they were fine. You know, I think I think if they were only for students for short periods of time, I wouldn't have an issue with those things. But mind you, the planning um, application for them was uh, turned down anyway, so it's not going to happen. Policy after policy with this government, it's a fail all the way. They will throw monkey nuts at the, at the, at the, at the monkeys and the people in the cage, and they'll try anything to try and keep us sweet in them any given moment in time. But if we, anyone grows a brain in this country and has a look around and just think of a second, there's something not right. They'll open their eyes and see what's going on. They are the root of the problem. Now, I know every government is If you look through history, the history of our... Seamus, are you climbing a mountain as you're talking to me? Just curious, sorry. I- we need a we need a leader. We need to change the government in order to push these things and get it in correctly because it's just a shambles. All right, listen, I'm about to run out of time. Actually, let me just go to Laura very quickly. Sorry, Laura, you're on Classic Kids. How are you doing, Laura? Hi there. How are you? You don't think it, you don't agree with Donal? You don't think it's Not selfish? Not at all. I would like to know actually what kind of age generation Donal is. Like, is he of the age where he's in, he, he's, he's got off the line now, but it doesn't mean he, yeah. he he's an elfler. Yeah, so he's of the generation. <laughs> well, that's well, I'm an elfler too, am I? Yeah. yeah no, But that's, that's yeah, but you're not putting things into perspective. You might have been able to buy, when I was, you you know, tw- at the buying house age, uh, mid-20s to 30s, uh, yeah, houses were 50 grand. But yeah. so I, but I was only earning 150 euro or 150 pounds a week. So you have to put it into perspective. No, I understand that. But you've also got to take into account the cost of living, the rate of taxes we're paying. Well, the rate of taxes really hasn't gone up very much, okay? But there are extra bills. No, but no, 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 no. We have more. Laura, and I, I spoke to Lean about this during the break. The cost of living, if you put it on par when you're talking about heat, electricity, food, the things that we need to survive and live, is pretty much the same, right? When you take into consideration the wages and what they were at the time, say, we, if we go back 30 years ago, right? What's changed is the way we live. We now have a nicer car because we brought in NCTs and you can't drive a banger anymore, right? Uh, we now want to go on holidays to Spain. We now have an internet. We have a mobile phone. We have bills we never had before. So it costs us more for those needs. That's what we have. But that's what I know that we have extra bills that we wouldn't have had years ago. And yes, it was a simpler way of living years ago. I was born in the 80s. I was born in that era. Mm-hmm. I grew up without any of these conveniences and technological advances. We grew up with cheap cars. I grew up with my, both my parents working, and it did no, me no harm whatsoever. Granted, I was taken care of by a grandparent. I was very lucky. 
but I am not in a position to do that. So I had my son in a crash, and I looked for a crash. I visited crashes. I researched it very, very carefully so that my son got the best care possible. Because, yes, I am his primary care, mm-hmm. and I will do everything I can to make sure that the care he gets always is top class. And why, just, curi- just, just curiosity, why, why did you put him in the crash? Was it financially viable for you to do so, to go back to work, et cetera, et cetera? Or? We could not afford for me to stay at home. I stayed at home with him for two years. For the formative years, I took off work, and we scraped. Mm. We scraped right. No, I know I get that. I, I do get that. And I know there are different circumstances. Everybody's circumstances are different. I think Donald was generalizing somewhat as well. Uh, oh, listen, yeah. listen, Laura, thank you. I have to wrap it up. I have to go to a break. Thank you very much indeed, Laura. Thank you to Maeve and everybody got involved in that conversation. Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi award winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic hits.